When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. remember the thumb ring I used to wear? I had a, a yin-yang thumb ring. Oh, that sounds nice. familiar. Yeah. I wore it for like years. And then I, 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 I was a little superstitious about it, even though I wasn't like a superstitious mm-hmm. type of person. And then I guess I just decided I no longer cared about it at all and ripped it off and have never thought about it again. I have no idea what happened to it. <laughs> and that's it. And that's, <laughs> and that's all. It. I, we had the spin. I had spinny rings. Anybody else like you'd fidget with them? That was like the original fidget spinner. You'd mm, have the little center. No, part that, that makes sense spin. though. Cause I would totally yeah. do that. Cause I always, if I had a ring, yeah. I'd take it on it. I had a big. I was. Uh, I was big into mood rings. I had oh, a mood ring for years oh. while we were on boy. It was I wonder if it'll the show whole up. time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about me? Am I really so, that? I was just mopey back then. I guess that's no. Good. It wasn't just that back then. So yesterday, you know, as everybody knows, we're we've got some live shows coming up and some stuff to do. So we have somebody that comes and helps us. Well, I have somebody that comes and helps me dress myself that we met from Danielle, and we were <laughs> we all, all seeing, have someone now. We also and we we're seeing what they look like, and she held up a picture of what's Ryder's wearing, and she looked at me and she said, "Why doesn't he smile?" <laughs> and it's a picture of Ryder like dressed just, just really nicely with this face on. Like, I can't believe I have to wear clothes. I don't <laughs> smile for pictures. Is that crazy? Like, 
Uh, do you not like? I smile in you, life, don't I? I, th- you I do like smile, I smile in life, yeah, and you laugh. You're easy to laugh, and but but, <laughs> but I think yeah, I, I think at some point I learned to just not make any expression. But yeah, in our <laughs> in our promotions for Podmates World, I look like I'm going to kill somebody. You do. Oh God, I have to post <laughs> it on my wall. I'm waiting for it know, to jump off and kill me. a good look, man. I guess it's like all those sexy. Teen Magazine shoots. Yeah, it got me into the idea that like if I smiled too much, I just looked young. So I was uh, like, no. Man. Well, that must work piss. because when I I notice, I notice pictures of myself now, and I've been smiling and laughing my whole life, and I smile, and the whole top half of my face just wrinkles up. Oh, exactly. like horrifying! Oh, like all right, like hi. It's oh yeah, but you got a bootjack, man. I earn those. I earn those lines. I earn those lines. <laughs> oh my! Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, Ryder, why did you do your background just like Danielle? Oh know, yeah, Ryder. it's my green screen. <laughs> You decided when you're like, if I took, a, I snuck back. into Danielle's house, took a photograph, <laughs> and now my uh, just every time we should do that. No, and I am now at it's your background. I am at uh, at Danielle Fischel and uh, Jensen Carp, husband producer of this podcast, producer yeah. husband of this podcast. I am at their house right now because wow. we were going to do a shoot later today. We so are. I, I get invited, the so I get I the know. special chair. I get the host chair. Yeah, today I am the host. I put That's him in true. my spot so that he didn't have to sit in some janky corner of the house. I would <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> take a janky corner. Thank you. <laughs> you look great, though. Da- hold up today's paper, Danielle, so we know you're safe. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, <laughs> my notes for today's show. I promise I'm fine. Um, yeah. So what an exciting day we have. Uh, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. So... Today's guest is someone who, during our podcast rewatch of season two, just absolutely blew us away. I mean, looking back, we are still children flailing as actors, and then this seasoned veteran came in and showed us how it's really done. So much so, we wondered why she didn't come back beyond one episode or even get her own spinoff. She Mm. is a legit iconic scream queen and an inductee into the Fangoria Hall of Fame, appearing in... What? So cool. so cool. I I was <laughs> I, I subscribed to Fangoria when I was a kid. So really like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty awesome. She is she has appeared in four installments in the Halloween franchise, including Halloween four and five in the late 80s. As a kid, she starred in the movies like Marked for Death, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, The Last Boy Scout, Free Willy, and Daylight, alongside another Boy Meets World alumni, Trina McGee. She was also the voice of Debbie Thornberry in the long-running Wild Thornberries. And here are just some of her endless TV credits. One Life to Live at Age 7, Spencer for Hire, Erie, Indiana, a recurring, a recurring role on Roseanne, Charmed, The West Wing, and Psych. And she was even recently seen in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But today, we will focus on one 22-minute sitcom episode called <laughs> Sister Teresa in 1994, where she brilliantly played Harley's badass sister, TK. Let's please welcome Danielle Harris. Hey! Hey! Hi! <laughs> Hello. Okay. It scares me. Hi, guys. We like to <laughs> yell people into our podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that somebody behind you? What is that? I know. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, it's one of the monsters from one of the movies. It's, but he's in different outfits. He's like Victor Crowley from Hatchet, but he's wearing the Jason mask, and oh, so sometimes cool. he's holding the Michael Myers head. You know, uh, whatever. It's so <laughs> cool. Ah, I love it. Uh, oh, you, are you are you afraid of scary movies? No, I'm just I I can't watch them without picking them apart. You know, right? Right. I'm like see everything. Like, oh, they did that really well, or oh, she did that really poorly, or you know, what right? I mean? it's like, <laughs> right. 
I can't sense. just like not be biased. Right, right. <laughs> you just directed your first, was it your first feature? I did, um, but it was that was like two. Th- that was like about twelve years ago. I'm, I'm oh. still working on, and I know you were actually going to do something, and then I, I did. think it didn't. Oh, you did do it, okay? And there was something else I thought came through that you might have been directing that I was trying to like swoop in, but I don't no, think that one ended up happening. Know. The Daniels are up against each other yes. for directing oh, jobs. Yes. Yes. No, no, I wanted I wanted to be in your movie you were directing. Gotcha. Oh, how exciting! I wonder. It, yeah, so it w- probably wasn't. Classmates? Was it classmates? Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Oh, no, it was something else. But I think maybe your mom told me about something. And then maybe my I was mom? like, oh, well, your mom has done my hair before. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. She did tell me that. My mom is a makeup artist and a hairdresser. Yes. Yes. And that's right. She told me that she, you guys work together. That's so funny. What a small yes, world. It's the I smallest know. world. Every time you say it's just the smallest world, every time people come on, it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Wow. Okay. All, so we're all intertwined. I know. So I'm sure you kind of understand that we are basically watching Boy Meets World for what feels like the first time. Because even yeah. if we saw it when it was originally on in the 90s, we have barely seen it since and so one of the one of the like most just awe-inspiring moments for us re-watching was your episode of uh boy meets world sister Teresa. <laughs> you are so incredible in Aww, like just so incredible like it really just put us all to shame we were like, it's like no, you come no. on the show and the show becomes yours yeah, yeah. it's like oh my oh, god oh this, you know, this is its own this is its own <laughs> yeah. show why are you made we, us why look are we bad danielle oh, saying you made stop. us look bad you know what's crazy is that i've only i've after i did that episode i never did another sitcom another live audience show until i came back on the connors last year it had been wow. 30 years since Was that by choice? Sat. Did you actually say, like, no. I don't want to do this? Oh. No, no, but I just couldn't get cast in anything. I don't know. Oh. I just I just started doing more dramatic stuff, but I much prefer. Actually, I don't know. I couldn't do what you guys did. That Learning all that after that many years in a day, like, forget about it. There's no way. My brain can't retain at my age anymore that, that much dialogue. Yeah, it is a lot of dialogue. I don't know yes. if I could do it now either. I know when we were kids, it was so easy, but it I'm not so even easy. sure. I'm yeah. not you sure now. You just did it, it on be. Girl Meets World. You just did it like five years ago. Okay, you're right. It was fine. But you didn't have kids yet. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. That's you're, the difference. <laughs> you get you that are right. parent mom, brain. Mom brain. Yep. Mom brain. Yeah, the yeah, parent it's brain not just mom, man. It's dad brain, no, too. It's yeah. dad like, brain, too. Yeah. yeah, it's like a whole part of your brain is just always <laughs> occupied. Just yeah. always worried, always occupied. So, yes, yeah. yes. Adding it to the list. Well, can it. you tell us how that episode came about for you? Do you remember your audition? Like, wh- tell yes. us everything about that. So the show was such a big deal in our, you know, at, at that time when it was second season. And I had actually auditioned. That particular episode was my 13th time going to producers for your show. Oh my God. I know. I was See, like, I thought maybe you just got offered the part because you were so well established. Because I mean, like, yeah, I, I totally assumed that they like basically wrote the part for you. That's amazing. No. What else wait, you a second, wait a second. For? I'm sorry. 13th, 13th time for 13th. just that role or no, for, for, for your show? Yeah. So basically, you had auditioned to be every girl on our show up until yes. that point. Oh yes. my God. That's and I kept crazy. feeling like, 
at some point, like I kept seeing in the waiting room, like the girls, the same 12 girls started and then like one would disappear because she would get that week. And then the next episode, that girl would disappear from the producer session. It was the wow. same group of us. Right. The stable so, of young actors. That was oh it. So I finally, I was like, ooh, maybe there's a shot now. And then that one came up and I, it was so apparent once I re- once I got those sides that I was like, oh, I can get this one. Yeah. This is like, you know, this is, this is, this is kind of me more or less than the other characters characters I'd auditioned for so but yeah 13th time 13th time was the charm and I had known so I I had known David Trainer, producer director because he directed mm-hmm. a pilot that I did about two years before that um with Ryan O'Neill so I kind of knew him so when he was in the room this time right. I was like oh yay he's gonna like be nice to me and give me notes and a familiar face who knows that what I'm capable of and that I'm exactly. directionable and all yes. those things yes that that wants to take a minute to to sort of work with me and then you know re-watching the episode which I I did last night I'm so Harley Kiner's sister like right you know like I, I was actually a little surprised after like years later I was you know of course watched it for many years after our episode and and I thought god I totally should have come back and like been his girlfriend I could have yes. really done some fun stuff you know that's exactly what we said we said this is a relationship we really want to see where this goes especially seeing you in the Matthews kitchen in that tag <laughs> oh where god. you are just so you just so stand out with that family <laughs> I was like man this relationship really should have gone somewhere we <laughs> actually Cool. discussed it you were so you were working so much during that time yeah we actually discussed whether or not you know they would have definitely like wanted you to but you wouldn't have been available for us oh dude I totally would have done it wow. oh yeah no that was actually the time that I was just kind of getting out of the child actor phase and really slowly starting to get into the teen stuff yeah. um so I was I struggled during that time for for a little bit right after that where I, I had a hard time getting jobs so I think that um you know I cut my hair and I put on weight and I was like rebelling against all the things that Hollywood was pretending to be at that time when yeah you know all the girls weighed like 80 pounds and that was like mm-hmm. the thing and and I just I, I just wasn't that I wasn't WB or whatever the hell that was at that right. time material so so I didn't work for a little bit um or I struggled to get stuff so I totally would have would have come back and and I know when you guys did Girl Meets World I was like oh now's my chance they're yes. bringing everybody back and then yeah <laughs> no. yeah I think yeah I I that didn't happen either but uh <laughs> I wonder I wonder how much of it also had to do with the fact that Danny didn't really come back too much longer uh, you know it had Danny to have been yeah. yeah yeah possibly I also think there were so many girls that they wanted to have on the show maybe for Ben that it just was like oh well, we'll see if that comes about let's let's keep bringing on new people and yeah. keep it fresh uh until you know until they needed to do something else. Right. We do we always talk about though one of the things we we had a big discussion about after we watched the episode was the, the path not taken and just the dynamic of adding your character into the friend group. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, seeing God. an episode with TK and Topanga and an episode where maybe TK and Sean start to, I mean, you could have gone a whole different right. way with the whole right. thing. So we're talking about inventing a time machine and we, we yes. realize the first thing we have to do is actually invent it. Yeah. So if you have any plans or know anything about <laughs> that, that would be super helpful. Yeah. And you know, I just actually was watching something. I just interviewed for our show. I interviewed um, Jamie Kennedy last week. And he and I had done this show for Disney uh, and ABC called, um, oh God, now I'm forgetting it. Um, <laughs> Hollywood Lives. Okay. And it was like a reality show that was focused on, there was like seven or eight of us that these, this crew followed us around 
on all of our jobs and all of our auditions. And I actually was doing this episode. When oh, the I've seen this. Oh, we saw it. Yes. People yes. sent this to us. Yes. After, after our podcast episode came out, people sent this to us. Yeah, and That's it was really it okay. fascinating. Yeah. I mean, now, so cool. like, I can't imagine how nerve-wracking that must have been for me to have only done one other sitcom, essentially, before coming onto your show and then having this camera crew, like, follow my every move. And, oh, my God. I don't know how. I don't know how we did that. I'm glad you brought it up because we actually have a clip from Hollywood Lives. Let's let's play it now so we can discuss. Oh, God. Since I've been in this business since I was four or five years old, I feel like I have grown up too fast, really. I miss out on going to high school. I haven't been in a high school since ninth grade. I'm already a senior, miss out on all that stuff. I've always wanted to be a cheerleader. You know, where now it's because I didn't have that. I like, I go, I want to go to the prom. I want to be a cheerleader. I want to be on the yearbook committee. I want to do all these things. Then you get a chance to do. Wow. Who, who is that? It doesn't even sound like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's such a little girl voice. Oh my God. That's crazy. I still want to do all that stuff that I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, we're all kid actors, so you you have when you finally have your own family, you're able to go back and do all of those things that that you couldn't do. Like my yeah. kids, you know, I'm out. Like we move, I moved to the country because I've got two boys, and like we go camping and we ride dirt bikes and we go in the lake and like all those things that we weren't. I particularly wasn't allowed to do because I couldn't get hurt. You know, we were working right. yeah. and there was no time for any of that stuff. So that's really important to me as as I now I'm able to sort of do it over again with with kids but how sad i still didn't go to prom <laughs> me neither yeah. Yeah, no. me it's, neither. A, it's me so neither. funny no. we talk about we talk i mean we talked so with so many child actors and it's always seems to be like all we all craved was normalcy right like yeah. whatever that was and then of course when we were in those normal situations if we got lucky enough all anybody would do is like point us out it's like you're the person on tv which we hated yeah and it's like that's right. why we all hated being famous like it's as much true. as we liked the work, we didn't. We wanted to be able to like flip a switch, you know, and just be like, oh, yeah. go back to normal. And put I think on a mask. that's why a lot of us were we stayed friends with each other, or we yeah. rolled in the same group because yeah. nobody ever talked about what they were working on. No. Nobody ever yeah. talked about anything. But I know we were all eighteen and like owned our own homes or like close mm-hmm. to it. You know, right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's nuts to think about all that. And we also grew up in Hollywood in the nineties. Like, I can't imagine what these kids have to go through now. We we mm. we. We got out just in time. I mean, just in like, time. By the, you know, I said about yeah. my marriage too. I'm like, I married you before the dating apps, thank God, because that yeah. could have been a freaking disaster. <laughs> uh, you know, so um, I think that's the same thing. Like we, we really, we, we had it really good in Hollywood in the nineties. At least I did. None of us like went down that dark, that dark no. path that we, we could have gone down. Thankfully. Yeah, Absolutely. Today, we announce our biggest undertaking yet. Pod Meets World is going on the road with a brand new show. It's the Kids Wanna Jump Tour. We are thrilled to be traveling the country, eating regional fast food, and meeting our listeners. We'll be telling even more backstage stories, taking your questions, recreating classic scenes, offering some meet and greet action, and holding a costume contest in every city. Yeah, dresses anything from Boy Meets World or Pod Meets World from main cast to wildly obscure, and we'll be picking a winner to get an official Boy Meets World shooting script, the actual one I used in the 90s, signed by all of us. Good luck finding one of those at the pawn shop. No, really, good luck, because I sold a few. Uh, let's just say I was a Quibi investor. <laughs> we have already announced our first seven dates. We're kicking it off in Minneapolis on July 20th. Milwaukee on July 21st. 
and Royal Oak, Michigan on July 22nd. Then we are off to Nashville on August 4th. I know one good friend who might join us there. St. Louis on August 5th. And also Kansas City on August 6th. And then we're coming to Orlando on September 18th. It's a different show every night, and we'll have all new merch! Pre-sale starts this Wednesday, May 3rd at 10 a.m. local time. Just use the code COOL. C-O-O-L. COOL. And public on-sale starts Friday, May 5th, also at 10 a.m. local. You can go to podmeetsworldshow.com now for more info and links on how to purchase early on Wednesday. Maybe just keep refreshing until then. Yeah, that might be too much. Pod Meets World, the Kids Want to Jump Tour will be coming to you. Don't miss it. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, 
It tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. We talk a lot too, especially when we talk to child actors. Did you ever experience... And it sounds like you did. Did you ever experience any type of like burnout where you were like, that's it? I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm just going to go away. Uh, and what, and if so, what was that like for you? And when did it happen? What sparked it? Oh, girl, it's still happening. Why do you think I moved to Texas? <laughs> yeah. Can't stand Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think it really was around the, the transition period where I was no longer, uh, and I'm still going through, you know, I'm, I'm 46. And I, I, when I get calls, which never really happens, but if I do, it's for, you know, an episodic where I'm playing, it's like 45 to 55. And I'm like, I'm never going to get this. I just feel so dumb. And I think that around that period too, I just felt like I couldn't quite find my thing. I always played kind of a tough girl, but they were, I wasn't like the lead. I wasn't quite like the sidekick. I was sort of in between. So I was just like, I'm done. I'm cutting my hair. I'm gaining weight. I'm doing what I want to do. I went, I got my real estate license. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try something totally different. That lasted for about a month. And I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. This is awful. Everyone thinks I'm like 15 trying to sell them a house. So, um, so I, I just kind of dug my, my, uh, heels into the horror community, which really was the only thing that welcomed me back and gave me those, you know, those lead roles that I wasn't going to get doing any other genre. I was able to like flex my acting muscles and, and really carry a film and not have to be uh, on this a list, so to speak. So I, I sort of went, well, maybe I should sort of lean into that and, uh, and, and not worry so much about, I got to be on a show. I got to be a series regular. I I need to be in Hollywood. I need to do this and that because that wasn't paying the bills anyway. Right. Right. I mean, I definitely do better financially because of the horror community. I mean, you, you're directing court, like that, that world is unbelievable. And it's also like the, the pop culture. I mean, it's the, it's the same thing. It's the kids of the 90s. Like, yeah. they're our age now. When I do these appearances, it's not young kids. It's like everybody our age. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody comes up to me at a horror convention, and I would say one out of every 10 people are talk about Boy Meets World. Wow. Like, constantly, constantly, constantly. I love it. I even have the picture on my table. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. so great. Yes. I'm like, this is, this is, I mean, that's just what we, it feels good. You know, yeah. Yeah. nostalgia. We, it, we, and, and I think this may, I mean, maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but I know when like girl meets world came back and they were starting to bring kind of some people back again. And, and I thought, God, they're missing, they're missing something here because the, who they think is watching is not who's watching. Right. Her right. They're, watching. they're aiming for the kids. They were aiming for 11 to 13 year olds and you're like no no they're on they're on youtube they're not they're not they're not it should have been an abc show i mean it should have been it should have been a grown-up abc show about being parents and 100 it would have it would have gone in two seconds because you had you had all the audience back 
Yes. That's why Fuller House worked. I mean, it's exactly mm-hmm. why Fuller House exactly. worked. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's great. Back in the day, though, you did some of the greatest films. I mean, you were in some stuff that, I mean, one after another of just... Uh, it's, is, you know, is, are you putting marks for death as the, uh, hell, the yes, I am. hell yes I am I'm putting things that mattered to me it was I've never like, seen yeah. Mark for Death but oh, before dude, we got to you so I, I was like which one is that because there's all those like Seagal oh, movies that have the same name three, but they're just yeah. like Out slightly for justice, different Mark for Death right. above the law I was like yes. oh, is it the Como one hard to kill no that's right. hard yeah. to kill yeah, yeah no exactly. but you did I mean it was that in the last Boy Scout last I mean Boy yeah. Scout. there were films that were were you know one or two three four after another that were just phenomenally which were big Budget, like, yes, yeah, big films. budget movies. I mean, yeah. those don't exist anymore. I mean, not mm-hmm. you not know. to that extent. No, I mean, is there one that stands out for you that from back in the day that really kind of was an amazing experience or an experience at least that you yeah. remember really well? I mean, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead was probably mm. like the, one of the only movies that I've done still where they really made a point to allow us to be kids on set. Yeah. Cool. You know, we had like Nintendo in the trailer. We had we were able to go <laughs> swimming during lunch. Like <gasps> that never that's... happens. Where they're like, "Go in the pool, you guys go swimming. We'll dry your hair after to go back to work." That's so, amazing. Yeah, that's really that cool. He, Stephen Herrick was really good about making sure that we were just kids, um, and I think it shows. So. I was going to say it really that really plays on on camera with my boy Keith Coogan, yeah. who was one, yes. one of the greatest guys in the world. So yes, yeah, I love him. He's an amazing. Awesome film. Yeah, awesome yeah. film. So that, I guess that, I mean, Last Boy Scout too. I think I really didn't know how big that movie was until I got much older. Um, There's actually a scene in that movie where it probably took me 10 years to rewatch it again once I got older and and, and watch this, my audition scene. And there was a line that I had in, in the movie where I remembered not knowing what it meant when I said it, but it right. still was funny. And the line was, I'm doing this scene where Damon Wayans is uh, meeting me for the first time and we're in the, the living room and he's got a shaved head, but his hair shows a number in the back of his head, right? So he's bald, but this like hair number 13 yeah. or whatever. And the line is like, hey, what what's that number in the back of your head? Uh, is that like a license plate in case somebody tries to steal it? And he says, no, it's my high school number. And I say, oh so when do you graduate and stupid I honestly I didn't realize that I was making a joke of the fact that he's obviously in his 30s and he <laughs> right. was, I was saying right. that he was right. 17 and I, I mean it literally took me a decade to go oh that's really <laughs> now funny I get it. now oh. I get it oh man at 13, you don't know what the hell you're saying. But as long no. as they're laughing, it's all that matters, right? Oh, no. We talk about on, on Boy Meets World the amount of, like, references that they had, especially, like, 50s references or even, like, earlier. No clue. Like, no we idea. had no clue. And, like, still no to idea. this day, those are usually the only references I have to those references. It's like, oh, yeah, there was a Boy Meets World line about that, and I <laughs> right. said it, but I don't know what family ma- – or uh, what was the one that, that – uh, we've also had guest stars, like – Will, you always point out, like, so-and-so was on our show from Love Boat. Yeah. I'm like, no idea. I don't know what Love Boat is. I don't know who that was. But I worked with him for a week. You know? But there was also stuff um, that still went over your head. I mean, we watched an episode the other day where Danielle and I are like, this episode starts with an erection joke. And Ryder's like, where? Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, the blood flowing. Talking about blood flowing as you're kissing. That's an erection joke. He's like, oh. I said it. And I probably didn't get joke. it back then either. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> at all. Maybe yeah, that's uh, what makes it so endearing, you know? Right. Yeah. Kids being kids. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so for fun. sure. I, I, and actually, so writer, so, you know, I worked with your brother on a pilot. I don't know if you know oh, this. Right. Back, 
it was it was um called odd man out and it was that's me right at shiloh was the star um and hillary swank hillary swank was my sister and meredith and salinger salinger oh man yep. what a cast it's an amazing, and you know they redid that show after I so remember. the writers of that show were ed dector and john strauss who came on to boy meets world and then they had huge success with there's something about mary right. so they got to make whatever they wanted and they went back and did odd man out over again with again. a new generation right. yeah and i think it was on abc like TGIF yep. or something, yeah, right? Yeah, it came on, yeah, and that lasted, I think, only a season or two. But I was um, on that show, yeah, I think. That, what? Yeah, that's the one you yeah. went and guested on. Yeah, you, yeah, I was on that show. Yeah, oh that's my right. gosh. But yeah. no, that pilot oh was God. so, that was a good pilot. That's right. I forgot that you were in that with him. What a cast, good. though. Man, what a cast. Right. That was, right. that was, that was because Shiloh was supposed to do that show, and when that show didn't get picked up, they, they offered him the mommies, or they, they wanted right. to network him for Boy Meets World to be Will's character. Oh, and, my goodness. And he chose the job because he didn't want to have to test Work again. So he you. just sure. took the job uh, on the mommies. Uh, yeah. Thank you, crazy. Shiloh. I know. <laughs> Could have gone a whole nother way. Thank you, Shiloh. And Will, obviously, like, Will, I know you. I met you through Jenna. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in – and actually – Danielle, you were living in yeah. the apartment building with Jenna Vonoy, right? Didn't you guys no. have an apartment there? No, I did. no, I, I did. Writer I, did. You did. I was okay. just very close with Jenna. Jenna and I spent so much time together. Yeah. I mean, she was a few years older than me, and I just thought she was the coolest ever. She was in her the coolest. Red yeah. Toyota yeah, Celica. Yes. Oh my and, god. Oh my god. I was such a fan. But that's also what we bonded friend. over on our first date because she took me out to. She was like interviewing me like you did, Danielle, for like 16 magazine or something like that. She uh -huh, was doing yeah. those as well. And we went out to and we both said, oh, we're both. I'm from Connecticut. She's like, I'm from Connecticut. And I was, well, I have a Toyota Celica. She's like, I have a Toyota Celica. And then we were dating. It was like at the end of that night we were dating. Yeah. So and for dear was, listeners who don't know, we're talking about Jenna Von Oy, who we all have a connection to on this. Yes. Uh, so that's so that's. Are you guys still friends? Yeah. I mean, I saw her. I did a, a, a show in. um in uh, Nashville, like two years ago, and I called her, and we took our kids out to breakfast. And oh, I love that! It was that. really nice. Yeah, That's she's so cool. she's awesome. We still kind of look like we could be sister. I mean, we're I know. both, you know, five feet. All of us. I know. I'm <laughs> all of us. Five one. Yeah. When you're a child actor, man, being short, it's That's good. It. It's a bonus. It helps. That's it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so going back to your week on Boy Meets World, what do you remember, if anything, about either Blake or or Danny, Ethan? What do you remember about that week? <laughs> so this is actually funny. Um, so I had the biggest crush on Blake. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if anybody Tell us that, more. So I had a crush on Blake and he was friends with a mutual friend of mine. Oh God, Heidi Lucas. Okay. And so another child actor. And yeah, that name. I know I'm her. sure I'm, yeah. I'm sure if you saw her, you would remember. I haven't seen yeah. her since I was probably like 19. Um, but I so I think I met Blake on your show, and then I was like, Oh my god, he's so cute, he's so cute. She's like, Oh my god, he's my friend. And that was back in the day where there was three-way calling where you could like not know the other person was on. Yes. You'd be like silent. You'd like click click them on on your phone. You know? mm -hmm. And uh, and oh and Heidi called Blake after the show and said, "Hey, you know, what's all you worked with my friend Danielle?" And what do you think of Danielle? And, yeah. And um, he was like, "Oh, she's you know she's really nice," and he's being really PC about it. And and then they ended up hanging up, and I was still on. And then you know we her and I talked like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I wonder if he'll go out with me." Blah blah blah. And then at some point. I heard, I don't know, maybe I will. And <gasps> I was like, hung up. he never hung up the phone. Oh. 
I was like, so, oh my god! Oh, karma, man. That's karma. That was like <laughs> you were trying to trick him, and he got you. I so of course, it. I immediately just hung up the phone, and then we never. I never saw him, and never talked about it ever again. After. Oh that. no! Oh so my god! Completely gosh. freaked out. Um, oh, that is hysterical. <laughs> I mean, I had a, I had a great time, you know, it was, it was really one of the, again, I, I had just done Roseanne. So I didn't have, I'd never been on another show where, where there were other kids my age, essentially. Um, and you guys were great and obviously all friends and got along and it was warm and welcoming and it gave me the freedom to just play. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, I had a great time. So, and, uh, I mean, it didn't work out between Blake and I, but you know. Exactly. <laughs> and Danielle, you weren't on the show. I think you were just there doing school. You weren't on that episode. I'd be surprised if I was even there doing school because I always went back to my regular school. Okay, right. So on, right. on weeks that I wasn't in the show, I wasn't even on set. So yeah, I it was such a bummer because watching the episodes then that I'm not in, um, I'm I'm always like, oh man, I bet that was I want to like be there for the behind the scenes stuff. But yeah. also I was so rooting to see more of your character. And yet Ugh. had your character really taken off there, we probably wouldn't have really ever crossed paths but like will said it, it's it's such a shame that there wasn't like a different version of the show where we could have the show that we have because that's great in yeah. and of itself but then also i want to travel through all the different lines yeah. and yeah. All, lives and all the different storylines we could have had if we had just kept more characters around or never let yeah. people go so yeah it's it's so much fun a bunch of my friends actually messaged me after hearing i guess you guys talked about the fourth sister or uh, uh sister Teresa. Yeah. not too long ago and everybody was ta- messaging me like they're talking about you well, when are you gonna be on the show and i was like i'm supposed to be on what do you mean they're talking about it what do you mean? i thought i was gonna do the episode and then they're like oh no no you guys do it in two different parts so yeah i was happy about that it was we were all just so blown away with with how much more advanced as an actor you just seemed than the rest of us and yeah. and so to then kind of now retroactively hear that this was the second time you'd ever done a sitcom. I mean, it's just the whole thing is so. Yeah, but but she'd been working since she was you, you were four, four or five. Yeah. yeah, five. You had so much experience and, and you so had much done, presence. Had it you done just, a soap already uh, at this point? Yeah, like, I did. A, yeah. I did a soap for two years. Then I started doing film uh, and then movie of the weeks when that was it a thing. Seems yeah. like so, sure. soaps are like a great thing for young yeah. actors because the same thing with Lindsay Price. Like mm-hmm. she walked onto our set and was like, "I can do tears. You need tears." Boom. And two it was seconds. like those. Yeah, and and she had done years on a soap. And it's like, yeah. wow, what a proving ground, you know, because you just have to do, you know, five episodes a day or whatever. Yeah. It's like you just get that muscle and you just learn it. Yeah. It's so you don't, great. You don't have time to get into your character to start crying. You just have to no. start crying. It's just And, it. and, just and I still don't have time. You know, I do yeah, like right. indie horror. So there's still like right. three, three seconds. And right. 12, you know, 12 pages, 18 pages a day, just in, in complete insanity. Um, yep. But I think I think I, I, had, I enjoyed your show so much because coming from Roseanne, I had a hard I struggled a lot on that show. I had a hard time um you know the writing uh, my character on that show was always the one that set up the jokes for sarah gilbert like i was Mm. always like i never got i never left an episode feeling like i did a good job like i never Mm. got the laugh i never got the the direction or the attention it was always do this so so we can then make her this interesting Um, so I, I had a I had a harder time. So I think coming back, coming to your show, I was like, oh my God, this is how it could be if right. I just had a little bit of a, of reassurance and you know positive reinforcement and uh, and 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 I was given funny stuff to say. And oh to yeah, do. 
you know. The whole episode gave, is yours. I yeah. mean, the whole yeah, episode is yours. Yes. It's basically just Ben reacting to you. That's the <laughs> yeah. entire episode. Right. Yeah. It's like you come in like a tornado and the whole show has to like reorient itself around you. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it takes such also, confidence for that age to be able the thing, to have though, that. You were finding things that maybe wouldn't have been funny with anybody else. That was yeah. the other thing is you were making things where it was like, oh, another actor probably wouldn't have gone that route and it wouldn't have found the same joke. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was that was very impressive with like, w- w- I, I, as I was watching it, it was kind of like, oh, I bet that wasn't on the page. Like that was on. She did that on her that feet. Like that was not on the page. Been me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm it was. from I grew up in Brooklyn. Like I'm kind of like kind of was always sort of the tough girl. So I think that was like, it, it, again, when I read for it, I was like, oh, I can do this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got this. This is mine. And then I was happy that I didn't get any of the other times right. I had auditioned because this was a much better, more oh, memorable yeah. character being oh, his absolutely. sister, you know? Right. Yeah. It's such a good reminder that like when when things don't seem like they're working out in your favor to just remind yourself like, no, it is working out in my favor. I didn't get the job I want, but it's because the better one, the one that's meant for me is around the corner. And um, I didn't know, you know, who knows if they had, they were thinking about bringing somebody on for a sister or, you know, I don't, I don't know what they, what they had already had in mind. So I was just glad that I got to be a part of that. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. 
With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. You were, like you said, the the little bit of the kind of like tough girl was so part of your personality. And yet you also mentioned you're five feet tall. You're like yes. a little spitfire, which I just love. <laughs> but you were also a little older than yeah. Ben. Oh and so my God. What yes. do you remember about your dynamic <laughs> with Ben and working together that week? He was petrified of me <laughs> i mean he he that's why it's so good it's so I know. good because it was real <laughs> yeah he really was petrified I, rem- I i distinctly remember when i have to when i like go to kiss him for the first mm-hmm. time uh, in the i guess like in the school yeah um, the school hallway and every time i would go in to do it it's from rehearsals to like just before we were like rolling he would like do this. And I, I kept feeling <laughs> so like scared. he's supposed yeah. to like me. I mean, right. I am coming on a little strong, but to be like, oh, oh God, oh God. Right. And like, is she going to yeah. kiss me? But I think he was 14. No, yeah. he probably was only 13. Right? Yeah. I think he was only 13. Yeah. So he would have been 13 and you were like 17 or 18? I was almost 18. Yeah. 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 We're, we're the same age. You and I are the yeah. same age. So it was, yeah, it was oh that. But <laughs> That was also was like, Ben. Oh that was also God, just dude. Ben. Yeah. yeah, he did the same thing when I went to go kiss him in the pilot in the in the in my first episode. It was yep. a. I mean, what is that? I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I remember just looking at David, like I, I, I I'm not sure. It works for the episode, though. I mean, it's it perfect. makes it's such a deer in the headlights the entire time. Oh, when the audience so comes in, like, are, or like, are we gonna right? Is, is it still going to be like this? this? Or right. I'm not sure. Is he supposed to want to kiss me back? Because it totally changes how I'm going to react after that, you know? Oh right. I think I like do something with his fuzzy head or something and then walk <laughs> off all sassy. Yeah. But if he's going to be freaked out, then it would fall for something else. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just remembered too that you are actually wearing a skirt. Thank you. <laughs> that has the Sex Pistols font and it just says Sex Kitten. <laughs> Sex kitten. Oh, interesting. Okay. I wanted yeah. to remember. What the, I, I, what the hell was I wearing? I don't know, but I wanted to ask you, do you remember your wardrobe fittings? Do you remember the clothes? Yeah. So there's actually a story about that. Um, my best guy friend at the time, he's has passed away since, um, mm. uh, used to be Ben's tennis coach or be on oh. the same team that Ben was on at, I want to yeah. say like Bel Air or something or other. And yeah. I loved that black leather jacket. And I remember leaving and telling my friend Adam, like, I love this jacket. I love this jacket. I love this jacket. And for Christmas that year, I think it was their Christmas birthday. He tracked down Ben from, he hadn't talked to him in like five years or 10 years or something, tracked him down through a mutual friend or something. And Ben got Adam in touch with out of wardrobe and bought that jacket for me, That's which amazing. of course I probably right. got rid of at a garage sale because I don't have it anymore. But no, uh, you know what I, I mean. You were going to hold it up right now. That was the cue. It's like, <laughs> and here it is. It's and I still, leather jackets. Like, I still have my leather. Like my leather jackets are like something that makes me feel very comfortable and very yeah. confident. And I notice, like, I wear them a lot just on, in movies if I have a 
choice of like what I'm going to wear. I'll always bring my own or it's like my safety blanket. So, so yeah. So, so Ben helped facilitate me getting that leather jacket from wardrobe. What a wonderful story. Yeah. Rider has the the sex kitten skirt. You do? Yeah, I kept that. He wears it anytime he has a choice. He wears it when he wants to feel confident. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so So funny. So you've mentioned a few times pilots that you've done. How many pilots have you done, would you say, in the course of your career? Um, I don't even know. Maybe like 20, probably. Wow. Yeah, none of them went. Literally none of them. That's actually That's not true. Okay, what? I, I, I'm going to write a book one day. Um, I had an animated, well, I did an animated series for Nickelodeon called The Wild Thornberries. Yeah. And then yes. I show. went on to do a show called um, uh, Father of the Pride. And it was DreamWorks. And it was about yeah. Roy, Siegfried and Roy. Um, but it was the the story revolved around the white lions. The ti- Yeah, the tigers. Yeah, I remember the tigers. Yeah. So it was yeah. me, John Goodman, Cheryl Hines, um, uh, oh my God, like uh, Eddie Murphy. Like every people came back on wow. to do like donkey. A and massive budget. Danny DeVito, yeah. huge. So we we recorded for a year. We did 13 episodes, cameras in the rooms and, you know, did it was uh, all of a sudden the white, li- you know, she looked like me. Like, it was mocap. Having, like, yeah, it was all mo-cap. the mocap stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, mm. And then we premiered. We, we were, we premiered, I think one episode, it was the first primetime show of uh, like that for NBC. We premiered our first show. It was a big hit. And then Roy got mauled in real life on stage by the tiger. Yeah. Right. Oh, the timing was that bad. (gasps) The tiger ruined your pilot. Well, we, well, we had to go back. We were nominated for a people's choice award and we had to go back and redo all of these episodes because throughout mm. the show we're making fun of Siegfried and Roy. Like they're very dramatic. They're very flamboyant. And now the jokes are just not funny because he's literally right. fighting for his life. Yeah. Right. So we were like, oh, of all the times, the one time I get on a right. show on a primetime show, he, <laughs> like what are the odds of this happening? So yeah. my career has always been a little bit, a little bit funny like that, but one day there'll be, there are good stories to tell at the end of the day. I mean, you know? any yeah. other, any other pilots that really stand out you want to talk about? Just ones that I didn't, that I didn't get that I wish I would have, that would have like totally changed my career. Um, I tested against Nev for Party of Five. Oh, yeah. Um, that makes sense. Oh. Yes, I can and, see that. And I had tested five times before she came out from Canada. I even read with all of the Baileys. Like I was there. It was like Johnny Whitworth and Scott uh, and Scott Wolf. got yeah. were yes. there together. So it was like me in network with the two of them reading for it. And I was in there for their work sessions. And then I went and tested against Ashley Levitt, actually, for for that role and then they let Ashley go and then I came back and they the notes were they wanted me to be sexier. It was Fox, right? Oh, that's the worst. They wanted oh, me to no. be sexier, but the character like she's 15. Yeah. The scene, the scene that I was reading was me talking to Bailey about how I like this boy and I've never had a first kiss. And I didn't understand, you know. If so you had only like, had the sex kitten Sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I tell you. 
So I no, went in. Sure. I mean, that character like, is not sexy at all. The, none, mm, no, no. But I went in. I was. I wore like like um, a dress, like a low cut dress, and like heels, like what I thought was sexy at fifteen. You know, right. which was so not probably what they were looking for. And then I remember Nev came in from Canada, and she was wearing overalls and a tube top. And I went, but she's much chestier than I was. But I was like, I feel like I feel so dumb. I mean, like a dress and heels. Right. And, he, and she was like 19. I was 16, but I was emancipated, but I was still 16. And so I, I didn't get it. She got it. But, and you know, at the end, when they take you in in groups of like, here's group A, and you're yeah. like, oh, they all look alike. That's yep. the choice. And then yep. you're in the, you're the, in like, the other, the, the also ran. Yeah. <laughs> So like, we oh, need to explain. We need to explain two things for our dear listeners. One, let's talk about what it means to be emancipated as yes. as a minor. So emancipated, basically, when you are under eighteen, there are rules that production has to follow, like school, certain hours you can work, and they don't like that because they want to work you as much as they possibly can, and it restricts right. them. So you have to go hire an attorney. Like this is what I did. I hired an attorney, and I had to go before a judge and basically say. My grades are this. I would like to be considered a legal adult so I can have all of the same responsibilities and benefits of being a legal adult in the workplace. Um, I was I moved out of my house. I bought a house. I mean, I I was I was an adult. Um and how old were you when you did that? I was almost 17. I okay. did it for you a have job. to be 16. You can't yeah. do it before you're 16. I did it yeah. at 16 too. 16. Yeah. I mean, we're already adults at that point anyway. Yeah. I mean, I guess, thank God we didn't do, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't know how that works with, you know, legally. Like if we did, if we got in trouble at 16 and we were emancipated, are we tried are as an tried adult? As adult? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. I, I think the I think answer so. to that is yes. Yeah, I think you're sure. an adult. Yeah. And also, who gets how? emancipated, really? Danielle, like, you never got emancipated? Mm-mm. No, I wow. didn't either. My, so, no, my parents were so like, absolutely not. I guess, no. you, well, you were still on boy. I was doing other jobs. I guess I was still on boy too, but it was actually like, I remember it worked for, for me to be able to go do party of five because they were one of the companies that were like, we don't hire anybody who's not yeah. emancipated. Right. So when I was, I got emancipated and then I got, a, you know, a, a recurring on party of five. Um, I wonder if that's yeah. still a thing. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know mm. how things work nowadays with these, these youngins, but I, I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> it's still. There's still yeah. laws and rules and all that I stuff. I don't think there are any rules on TikTok. No. So I <laughs> think you can kind of do whatever not. you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Except for me. If, if you're an influencer, I don't think they're following any rules. You know, yeah. that's that's what's scary. Well, well I mean, I and I, I I could talk to you guys for hours about this. I you know I, I still have a ton of kid actor friends and and I and I, I've talked to Keith Coogan for at lengths and lengths about this as well as Corey Feldman and everybody about sure. just really trying to push the. I still can't believe there's only fifteen percent taken out of a minor's paycheck in only yeah. what five states. Yeah. How yeah. is that still only happening in five states? And isn't the isn't the the actual law based around how much money you have to save based on Keith's dad? His grandfather. Keith's grandfather. Ja so yes, Jackie. it's Jackie Jack Coogan. Coogan. Yeah, yeah, because mm -hmm. he, you know, in the 30s, I mean, he lost all of his money. And I, unfortunately, you know, was one of those similar supported my family and turned 18. And I, you know, they didn't, ha that wasn't happening when I lived in New York and I didn't move to LA until I was 13, almost 14. So I only had four years essentially of that 15%. And what I think they should do is flip it. Yeah. <laughs> and have the, the majority, like pay yeah. our, you know, pay our, debt, right. pay our taxes, do all that yeah. stuff, give the parents, you know, I think if, if there was 75% on hold that yeah. many more parents would not be getting their kids into the entertainment industry 
as cash cows, the ones that are doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I think if there was, if there was a cap on it and it flipped like that, they, they wouldn't be so inclined to like push their kids into the business if they didn't want to be in it. Which makes okay. more sense because your parents a lot of times are acting, quote unquote, acting as a manager or an yeah. agent. So an agent gets 10%, a manager gets 15%. Yeah. There you go. The parents get 15% instead yeah, of a absolutely. manager, yeah. something like that, that, that definitely seems fair and makes more sense. Cause we all know people that worked and worked yeah. and worked and worked and worked. And at the end of the day had nothing. Nothing. And it's because somebody took it. Somebody invested it. Somebody, no, I'll, don't worry, kid. I'll take care of your money. And then you I wake mean, up I and did it. I, I, know, I hired a business manager when I was uh, 15 because my mom, my dad had passed. My mom didn't know anything about finances. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I was making a lot of money right around that 14, 15, 16, you know, uh, time period. And I had a business manager and, and I signed over power of attorney oh, for him yeah. to just make sure that I was taken care of. And Sure enough, came 18 and I had all these years of unpaid taxes that I didn't know. I bought my house. I lost my house. You know, I had to sell it. They garnished my wages. They emptied my bank accounts. Like stuff that was horrible from 14, 15 and 16 of, I didn't know my taxes weren't paid. I was signing something. I don't know where the checks are getting sent out. You know, you have no idea. Right. Trust people. So I had to, I had to start over again and it took me until I was 30 Mm. to buy another house. Um, And I still like, Oh, and then that stuff. And I just feel like, you know, I remember calling and, and being like, well, I would see commercials back then. And I mean, literally a human being came and knocked on my, like they would knock on my front door when I was 18 for, from the IRS. Like when a human being oh, shows up. It's bad. <laughs> it's yeah. really scary. And my roommate, Natalia, actually, I think Tur, I think Natalia Segluti, you probably know Natalia. Yes, Natalia I know and I did a, show well. together, did a show oh, together forever. God. She's the best. She's so sweet. The best. Yeah. So Natalia and I and Tara Reed were all living together. They were living in my house. Um, and yeah, it was crazy. Then Santara left. Sounds like a pilot. Oh my God. (laughs) So nuts. Um, and, uh, and, and they would come knock on my door and I would hide and, and like Natalia would get the door and be like, she's, she's not here. She's not here. I mean, it was really scary. And then we're, you know, again, so, so we're, we're held responsible for stuff that happens to us when we're minors. Like I remember yeah. going and being like, what is this pennies on the dollar? Like, how can I negotiate with the IRS? I have no money. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm not working. Like it was all around that time where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, pennies on the dollar. We'll get our, you're only 18. Like we'll get our money from you at some point. So we don't, we don't do that for people like you. Mm. So you're like, okay, mm. well, mm. you just kind of pick up and, and you, and you start over, you move on, but we're all still standing. So We did something right, you know? Wow. Wow. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. 
with up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. The other thing we have to explain for our dear listeners before we forget is let's explain what it means to do 20 pilots or 25 pilots (laughs) and then for them not to go. We've talked about it a little bit where we've mentioned that, you know, you audition for something, you get a callback for something, then you're going to test for something. And by the way, that makes it sound like it's easy. It's sometimes... 12, 13, 14 auditions before you get to that point Mm -hmm. where now you're going to test. And before you test for network, you get to see your contract. You have to agree to the terms of your contract. Six-year contract. You get to see how much you're going to make. Because all the bumps are going to be every year. It's still done. It's not that he hasn't changed. You get to sit there and be like, what do I do? How's my life going to change? And you know, from from the time that you walk out of the room to you, for me, most of the time, I would know before I got to my car. If I got the job or not. And then you'd have to sit around and wait for five, seven days sometimes. They just keep you. Yeah. And then you come back. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's now. Back in the day, it was. Back in the day, they would make decisions within hours. But no, I feel like the last 10, 15 years, they'll just take their time. And they'll hold whole other sessions and keep you dangling. Yeah. It's awful. Well, it was. It was back in the day. You, I mean, there were times I was literally in a smoke-filled room with, with, them smoking cigarettes and p- would bring me back in and it's you got the part kid like yeah. an old school kind of thing <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's a weird thing where you're you're getting your contracts and you're looking at your contracts and your lawyers and your agents have to go through your contracts and you get this combination of it, everything is mixed signals in this industry so you get the combination of you have to sign your life away this is your contract letter of the law but then your agents and lawyers tell you but if the show's a hit we can renegotiate everything and it's like well wait 
Yeah. Is it what's on the page? Well, yeah. But well, is it, it used also, to be that in that six yeah. or seven year contract, everyone understood that around year three, there was you a renegotiation. You just you renegotiate. Even though yeah. you signed, you still yeah. just Even renegotiate. Though, yeah, three, yeah. year three, there's a renegotiation. So you try to get to yep. into the third year. Um, so weird. But- I also did. There was one other pilot that I did that got that did get picked up, actually. And it got it got ugh, switched around. Uh, it was called That's Life. And it was on CBS. And it was... Um, uh, Paul Servino, uh, Ellen Burstyn, Debbie Mazar, Kevin Dillon, Heather Kelly, wow, myself. Wow, the cast of these crazy. pilots. Man, a crazy. Your and career. How are these not going? I mean, <laughs> I it's know. like, oh my God. Well, this one went, uh, but I, so I auditioned, tested as a series regular and um, got the job and got the pilot. And then the pilot became, uh, a, got picked up. And I then was turned into a guest star top of show for all 19 episodes what come on because they brought on apparently they brought on they didn't say who wanted either paul or ellen or somebody else they didn't have at the beginning and it ate up the money so it was my i could either they're gonna they basically were like we're writing her out as a series regular but we can offer her a recurring for you know, every episode for every episode for every episode. Oh. So I did money. it and I, I did it. And I was like under the guise of, okay, but if this, if this is, if this goes good, then, you know, next year they're going to do the right thing. You know, they'll make me a series yeah. regular. And by the end of that first season, I took over that damn show. I, it was, I was a storyline and nobody was happy about it. And it was me and Kevin Dillon. We got married on the show and it was like a whole thing. And then the next year it came back and they still didn't make me a series regular. Oh my God. <sighs> they brought on Titus Welliver and they were like, Sorry, you know, we don't we don't really have it in the budget. But if you want to do the show, so there was a lot of a lot of like, well, do I hold my ground and say, no, I'm not going to come back? Right. Yeah. Which is or so terrifying I, for actors. I mean, that's horrifying. the thing. It's the worst. That's yeah. the problem with being an actor is that you're so you're so disempowered. You know, you just you always yeah. feel like you have to you ha- you want to be the trooper you know you want to show up and you want to get along to get along and not make any waves and now you do know, you but- think that that is uh, uh because we were children actors that we were like you can't be difficult no i mean i th- i think it work. I think it's probably increased because of that sure but i think it's a, it's a pressure all actors feel right like i feel like all actors feel like like we should be lucky that we're there. <laughs> Do you That's know what I mean? Thing, but like, it's also because there's you know so many people that want that job. It. You know yeah. how hard it is to get the job. Right. So you know yeah. that going to the next one, you're like, I have to start over again if I say no to yeah. this yeah. job that I've wanted to do forever. It's I mean, and it's you horrifying. may never work again. You they may never bring you back for anything. You may yeah. have ruined your. You know, you now you're yeah. difficult to work with, and you're and they know that. So they play. And they know on that. that. Yeah, so I think. I mean, I don't even know how it would be nowadays. Like I can't even yeah. imagine having a, this big of a pool. To have to yeah, deal with. No, I mean, I I, I get it. I mean, the offers. That's why I stay in in my horror community because the other stuff is like. I went to my first premiere. I don't know if you guys have been to a movie premiere in a while, but I went to my first movie premiere in the fall, and I'd never seen what a red carpet looks like with non actors. Like right. they're right. all. I was like, who are these people? There were influencers and TikTokers yeah. and YouTubers, and I was like, yeah. "What is going on? I don't know who anybody is." No. Right. There was no one from like Hollywood that was there, but they were all in a Hollywood thing. So it was it was very very confusing for me. I've been out of it for for a, a long time. I think it's scary. Yeah. It's a scary it place is, now. It is a terrible story, but I, I thought you were going to start by saying, "And then Paul Sorvino was attacked by a tiger." <laughs> 
So the Thank show God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Every show, show she gets she's on, on, somebody gets attacked by a tiger. It's rarely <laughs> attacked by a tiger. I'm actually, I'm really glad you mentioned the horror community again, because our fans and our dear listeners would be so upset with us if we did not touch on your incredible career that you've had now. You are just a bona fide scream queen, which Aww. obviously started with your iconic role, Jamie Lloyd, in both of the original films and the remakes. But I want to know, like, what do you love about the horror scene? What do you love about the horror community? And that it's a community. I mean, yeah. Ryder, you know, like. I love it. It's my. It's I, like, yeah. there's, it's the only way, like, no matter what I do, whether the movie is, I don't know if I can, like, it could be super. It, they still, they'll love it because yeah. you show up and you support it. And all of the directors are all also fanboys. I, yep. you know, you never get anyone that is involved in a horror movie that doesn't, that isn't there because of the love of it. Exactly. And I just don't find that happens when I do other things. Um, the yeah. community is amazing and it's been able to, to afford me a norm. Ironically enough, the same thing that sort of took my childhood, you know, and the kid actor thing has given me the freedom of my adulthood because I do appearances and make more horror movies and do podcasts and all that stuff. And it's, it's given me the freedom to, to just be a mom and a normal yeah. person and choose yeah. movies that I want to do, you know, yeah. not, not have to take everything that comes my way and not have to be in the grind of putting myself on tape and running into auditions and doing all of that stuff while trying to be yeah. present for, for my family. So I think that um, it's, it's, they've, they've literally given me my career and my life, that horror community and, and I owe it to them. It's, yeah. it's That's awesome. amazing. What's, really cool. what's amazing about horror. I mean, what's so, the reason, one of the main reasons is that, um, it's one of the few genres that can get financing independently without huge actors attached. Because every right. other, if you're making a movie independently outside of the studio system, the first question is like, well, what bankable star is, is in it? Yeah. Whereas in horror, they don't care. They will just do it because it's a good script or because yeah. it has a cool twist or whatever. And what that means is that like blue collar working actors can get jobs and can yeah. be like the lead role or whatever. Yeah. And it's, a, and you know, it's like in a weird way, it's, it's sort of like um, an ensemble, a community, you know, it's like they, the same people keep working and yes. want to work together and get yeah. hired again because it's like, we're all making a movie for its own sake. We're not making a movie to like, you know, just make a ton of money or whatever. Yeah. It's like, we have our fan base that's built in. We can get the financing that's built in. Yeah. It's just, it's a great genre. I love it, it so is, much. It's kind of the last yeah. bastion of the independent film where it is it's a always, truly it will independent always, If you film. notice yeah. all these film companies, like basically, you know, Lionsgate, like they, they build themselves off of horror films. That's how every one of them starts. It was like yeah. with Lionsgate, it was, you know, we had Cabin Fever was one of their first big buys and then boom, they hit it with the Saw franchise that launched yep. them. That was like it. that launched yep. them. Remember Artisan Films? Yeah. Blair Witch oh, yeah. Project. It's like, Blair that's Witch. what started them. And yep. then they yeah. get bought by another company that, all, you know, it's like, and it's like, it just keeps happening that these companies basically build their entire, the foundation for these huge studios off of horror. It's, yeah. it's the way it goes. Yeah. Cause that's, it's, it's still making money. I yeah. mean, people still want to go to the theater. They still yeah. want to buy it. They're still, they still want to buy the DVD and all the merch and all of that stuff. Like that's still a very, Look at very Megan last thing. year. It's yeah. so huge. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, it's, I just love it because it, I, I also think that there's something to be said for the, the years that like movies 
get under your skin are when you're like 12, between 12 and 17. Yeah. And like, that's the horror movie audience, right? It's like people who are like, wait, I can go see a movie that I'm not supposed to see or that's going to scare me. And like, what happens is that you fall in love with horror films at that age and then it becomes a lifelong thing. And so there's always an audience for the horror genre. I mean, that is single-handedly, that's a perfect way to to describe it. I truly believe the reason why I've had such a career in horror is because I was 10 when I did Halloween and that was right around the time that people were going, they were 10 also watching another 10 year old. So they, they grew up with me and continue to follow and support and then see all the other things. And that I did, cause I didn't do a horror movie for 20 years in between Mm. it was only urban legend was one that I did um, in between Halloween five, which was 1990 until 2009 I hadn't done 2007 I'm sorry I had never I'd done one horror movie so and then all of a sudden I came back for Rob Zombies and as a different character but it like sparked up this whole thing again that I went oh my god I didn't even know that that was still a that that could still be a thing but you know like you said you go to see these movies at 10 11 12 13 like it makes you feel something yeah yeah is is halloween five were you like in an air duct ever in an and and someone was okay that's the (laughs) that's the reason i don't like horror movies that's well that's yeah that's the other way it can go right it can traumatize (laughs) you so you never want to watch a horror film again or you're like i gotta get this feeling back for the rest of my life it was i was i saw i like had never watched a horror movie i was at a slumber party at a girlfriend's (laughs) house and they put it on and i literally was like this is why would yeah. we ever want to watch somebody like so running funny. for their life? I was out of breath. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm oh I can't watch horror movies. Yeah, it was not supposed to be that. like a laundry chute, and they uh, they it was an air conditioning duct that yes. they turned on its side. And then I mean, listen, back then I wasn't even harnessed in there. I was just wedged myself Gosh. in there, and can't they were the stabbing. Duct. Good luck. Totally. They were like they were like holding my arms and lowering me into it, and then they were stabbing with a real knife through. Because they wanted to get the knife coming through from yes. below my leg. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. I know. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. And your money man is just sitting in the back, just like, <laughs> exactly. yeah, do it again. Give yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh, no, you're fine. You're, you're fine. fine. You're fine. Yeah. Oh. Running in front of moving cars. I distinctly remember like my social, my social worker teacher and my mom, like being so excited that I was going to be doing this awesome scene where I was running in front of a moving car in the middle of the night and smoke and, you know, God for, I watch it now and I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe that, that like this, this was allowed. It's nuts. Totally oh my gosh. Nuts. Nuts. Oh, wow. Times have changed. And oh, you live to tell about it. Yes. Yes. Thank well, God. Amazing. Danielle. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your amazing stories. I loved all, I mean, I loved all your stories, but especially loved how much you remembered like just fun moments from Boy Meets World. Absolutely. And it makes me, it makes my heart so warm to know that, like you said, like one out of every 10 10 people who come up to you says Boy Meets World to you. I just, I mean, you guys made your mark in history, you know, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. You're, you're forever going to be that no matter what. And that's a beautiful thing. So I love that you guys are doing this and much success and that you're all still friends. I mean, so far, so good, right? So far, so good. You never <laughs> so far, know. So good. <laughs> and uh, I wish you guys, I wish you guys the best too. So keep going Aww. with this and uh, maybe we'll do a, they'll reboot it and we can all come back and do something let's, fun. Let's yeah. do it. Let's TK's do at least world. just. TK's yeah. world. I, yes, yes. I want to do it. <laughs> Any of the information you have on time machines or time yes. travel. 
Send Actually, funny, so funny on. story I'll leave you with before, um, before I, before I go just a little blip. Um, randomly, I got a DM, someone slid into my DMs last week. Yeah. I never checked that stuff. Um, and it go was, on. it was Harley Kiner himself. Oh, yes, Danny. Danny. <laughs> He's like, I know, do- I know it's been a while, but if you would like to, you know, maybe meet up. And he oh. sent me pictures of himself. I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> silly. That's funny. Oh, he's nice so cute. He's yeah, the best. So, yeah. So that was really lovely. It was well, nice to, to hear we from tried him. To, we tried to have a reunion with you. We wanted Aww. you to be a part of our live show. I and- know. I was like, if you could do it any other day, my flight, mm. I, I was like, oh my God, or time earlier in the day. But if you yeah. do another one any other time, I'm more than happy to come. Come and, and be part of your life. We awesome. will. We would. Yes. We would love to have. We will. We will make it happen for sure. So, where thank are you, you in so Texas? Um, I'm in Austin right now. Oh, great! Oh, nice. Great. nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm out in. I'm out in Hill Country. I'm literally Amazing. there's like Longhorn cattle when you pull into my community. It's like, that's so cool. cool. Just just cows and dirt. That's awesome. it. Right. <laughs> nice. All right. Love Thanks, you, Danielle. Guys. Thank yeah, you. So good to thank see you. you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, man, so much fun. Her stories are just so funny. I know. She oh, said she's going to write a book, and I'm, man. She should. I'm here for really that. She really should. She's oh. one of those, I mean, she's just a legend. Like, she's yeah. just, like, it's 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 such an interesting career because she never had that giant breakout. Like, she mm-hmm. really should have had that series, right? Like, she yeah. should have been the star of her own series for years, but it never happened. And so she's just been a consistently working actor since yeah. Yeah. four. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my so God. So crazy. And, we, yeah. and she's right. We're all connected. Oh, your girlfriend was my friend and your friend right. was oh, my every, cousin. And Every comment, all, every story yeah. was like, I was living with, like, yeah, yeah. but we all yeah. met yeah. We know, we know, Natalia. We're in that waiting room. Yep. So funny. Man, can I tell you guys, we've talked about it now a couple of times, the story about pilots and how testing works. Can I tell you my worst ever Hollywood testing story? Oh, Oh, please. So I was testing for an ABC pilot and, um, there's this, you know, group of girls that are testing, four or five of us. And then there's another girl that's testing and she's being kept separate from Mm. the rest of us. And she just seems a little down and um i didn't know i didn't know what kept drawing me to her but i just felt like i wanted to talk to her and so at one point after some of the other girls had gone in i made my way over to where she was sitting and i said you know hi how are you and she was kind of like a little skittish like why are you talking to me and but she started talking to me and i said you know when did you have your first audition for this and she goes oh um I did the pilot and they're recasting me, but they're, they're not sure they want to recast me. So they're testing me again. Test again. But not only were they making her test again when she had already booked the role and done the pilot, but they're making her test again on the same day with with all the other actresses that now. Why make her test again? You already have footage of her doing it. You have her, you have the pilot. So, I was like, oh my gosh, I was heartbroken for her. She wasn't even from town. She was out. So then she had flown out here. They had put her up at the Universal Hotel, the Sheridan over there. And I said, I am so sorry. And then it was like time for my audition. I went in and I did my audition. And when I walked out, she, she had already been done with her. She was waiting for a car to come and pick her up. And I said, I will take you back to your hotel. She got in my car. We were talking. We really liked each other. And I said, I've never meant it more, but- like, good luck. I, I hope you get this again. And as she's getting out of my car, both of our phones ring. Oh. 
And we looked at each other and we knew it was like Danielle the said, answer. a lot of times you get that answer before you're even home or before you're yep. even to your car. And she and I looked at each other and she stepped out of my car and answered her phone and looked back over her shoulder at me as I answered my phone. And she walked in and I drove away and I said, it was my manager on the phone. He's like, hey, Danielle, you didn't get it. And I said, do you know who got it? I, I don't care that I didn't get it. I just need to know, is it the girl who originally had it? And he said, she didn't book it either. <sighs> and I just thought, well, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> Great so, business. That's, that's so close to a story I have. I was, I was testing for a show and one of the guys um, had, had, was, was not from LA and was out in town. I knew him. We had been up against each other for, at that point, probably three or four roles. Uh, yeah. This is Ben Feldman. I don't know if you guys know Ben. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, I, so Ben, Ben, I was like, Ben, do you need a ride to your hotel after we've tested for the show? And he jumps in the car with me and he's like, yeah. And then we're driving and then his phone rings and I'm like, just go ahead and get it, man. Yeah. Sure enough, Adam Sandler had was producing the show, and they're like, "We we need you to come back so you can meet with Adam." I'm like, "All right, I'll drive oh, you back to meet with Adam. Oh, Good luck, man. man. <laughs> See you later, man. <laughs> Have fun. It's the worst. <laughs> crap Terrible happened feeling. all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh god, it's oh, the worst man. feeling. Yeah. Well, I love what we do. I love it. <laughs> Podcasting, not acting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's like, by uh, what we do. I mean, directing, now, not then. Right now. In podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, thank you all for joining us of this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Pod Meets World Show on Instagram. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch, 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 merch. <laughs> I love it. That's great. com, And we'll see you all next time. Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. 
And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.